Deep Shot Podcast, episode 53. I'm trying to think of an NBA player that wore 53, but I can't think of one. It's just such a weird number. It's like yeah, linemen and... Offensive linemen numbers. Yeah, linebackers. I'm sure <laughs> there's a good linebacker wearing 53 out there somewhere. Uh, absolutely, somewhere, right. somewhere. Well, episode 53, jam-packed episode. We're going we're gonna to review uh, this past Sunday in the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about Jake Paul fight jam-packed we've got a new segment too let's get into it uh let's start with the oh hand up hand up so darren bates he's on the injured reserve that's number 54 for the falcons so 53 53 yeah 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 so it's the uh this is the darren bates episode let's go shout out darren bates let's talk about the nfl though that uh, jam-packed day yesterday i guess real quick we can we can recap last thursday or we haven't talked about that chiefs chargers wild finish Chargers had that in the bag. The over was a crazy finish. Did not seem like it was going to hit at all. And they had the crazy 29.4th quarter. Chiefs go down, do what they do. Just saying, Chiefs aren't losing again. Still on that roll. They're now the Super Bowl favorites. Any thoughts on that game then? They look damn good. They look like the team to beat on the ASC. They really do. Um, especially now that we've seen the Pats fall back down after their little streak. Maybe they're not as good as we thought they would be. I don't know. But uh, the Chiefs. They look the best. They're playing the best right now. If I had to take anybody to win the Super Bowl after this week, it's going to be hard to convince me it's not Kansas City. I don't. I'm trying to think. Is, is somebody that's played Kansas City like are these teams that good? Like the Chargers blew that game completely. I feel like that's that's kind of that obvious. That is a fact. They went for it on fourth down five times. Only got it twice. That's what. Yes. Yeah. That's you know that was their decision. They went for it. I think it was there was two times they were inside the ten and didn't get it. But, so I mean, that's I how, that's that's how they the play Chiefs, football. That's how they've been playing football all year. On the this, this Chiefs run, I mean, just a couple teams they've beaten. They beat the Packers. They beat the Cowboys. They beat okay, the Broncos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They beat the Raiders twice. The, Packers, the Chargers. Before you, you can't say okay, Packers, yeah. Jake. Aaron Rodgers didn't even play. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't play. But it's still, I mean, I guess. I don't know. They beat the Packers. Hey, you play, you play who's in front. You play who's in front of you, and they beat the Packers. True or false? That's fair. I mean, right. the offense is starting to pick up now. I mean, I guess they're kind of looking good. But it's such a week-to-week league, dude. I don't, I don't really know. Because – Here's the thing, okay? What I saw, if you're talking about the New England game and all that, okay, they got out physical by the Colts, and I don't think a team has tried to challenge Kansas City physically this year, and that might be a problem. I mean, they've always been finesse, but when a team comes in there hard-nosed trying to kick their ass, they usually have to – they go reeling a little bit, to say the least, whenever that happens. All right, well, let's just dive into that Pats-Colts game real quick. That game was Saturday. Jake was the only one on the, the Colts, so congrats to him. Bang! Uh, the under hit by one point. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, big run to really seal the game. It look, it, the Colts went out there, started seven nothing. Then there was a blocked kick that yeah, was a yeah. touchdown, and then it was seventeen nothing at half. I still w- was watching the game. I find I got it. I got home in time to start watching the second half. Even though it was twenty nothing, I still was like, I think the Patriots can pull this off. Carson Wentz um, went like five for twelve with sixty yards. So oh yeah, just, he went off. Just just want to reiterate that I'm on the uh, wins are not a quarterback stat train. Sorry to you two QBs, but they're not. I don't argue it. Especially after watching that and seeing Mac Jones a few weeks ago. But Colts are on a run, and they're a little dangerous. And I think they've already played the Titans twice this year, so they're not going to play each other again for a chance that AFC South crown. 
but the Titans are reeling a little bit. Colts are picking it up. For the Patriots, Mac Jones threw, I think, two interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was trying to do everything he could. Still threw for almost 300 yards, but Hunter Henry had a big day. His Colts were ready to play. Yeah, I mean, Mac looked good down the stretch. There's no doubt about that. I think he's, he, he threw both of his interceptions in the first quarter. So you take that out, you know, the last three quarters of the game. I mean, they like said he threw for 299 and two touchdowns. I mean, you take that. Um, but, you know, limit those mistakes in the beginning. But it's also the first time we've actually seen Mac Jones make rookie mistakes in seven weeks. Um, so there's something to be said with that. But, you know, just to echo off what you just said, this Colts team is really, really dangerous, especially when – look, Carson Wentz, has not did not play good today, but all in all, I mean, he's been decent this season. And if you can have him to go five for twelve for fifty-seven yards, one tutty and a pick, and be able to beat a team like the Patriots by two scores, I mean, that's something to think about. I mean, what if what if Carson Wentz had it go in that you know that night? Maybe they win by three or four scores. You know, this is something to consider. And like with Carson Wentz playing all right this year, do we feel confident that this will happen again? You know, with him. Throw for 57 yards. You know, Seems a little bit like an outlier performance. For him or for Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. to me, that that game is just about them trying to run the clock down as low as possible, let Mac Jones make a couple mistakes, which, you know, one of them, one of his interceptions, we were in like the 15-yard line or something like that, and it, it ended up getting ugly staring a guy down. But the main thing for New England, to me, is we didn't run the ball like we usually do, and I think we tried to come out saying we were going to run the ball, and Darius Leonard had something to say about that, and it didn't work out. And from there on, we had to kind of change our game plan at halftime and went more to let's let Max sling it around, and he don't look bad slinging around. I'm not opposed to letting him do that. He, he did look good. I will say, late in stretch, trying to come back, I mean, he – he, he was making some plays. Yeah. The New England's got to fix their uh, kick blocking issues. Though. That's the third punt they've had blocked this year. It's like the most in the league. It's a problem. Yeah. And that's that. not I... something you see very often with the Bill Belichick. No. no. Let's get into Sunday. Bills Panthers first game on the slate. You know, I feel like we, we were all on the Bills this game. Um, I feel like we all kind of saw what was going to happen. Bills have been reeling, but this was a huge get right game for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Panthers are just kind of a well of a team at this point we've talked about that before i don't that even before. know really if you're a panthers fan like what to look forward to you know i mean yeah. maybe jc horn but i mean just cam newton looks lost i mean this this version of the of the, of the carolina panthers is just bad yeah i mean just crazy. the fact that this, they had uh they had uh kicker tryouts before the freaking game like it was a jv high school game yeah 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 <laughs> they're, they're they're playing going to the game it's had pj walker kick the cam newton interception um that was buzzing around twitter I know I sent it to Jake. Did you see it, Caleb? I don't think I did. Oh, dude, it was it was so bad. It's really bad. He it's, he stay he just stares down the curl and the the uh the corner just never even like drops off of it. Like he's just sitting there like corner five sitting yards right in front of the receiver and is standing right in thrown directly like, to him. Like, it's whole, terrible. Whole body in front of him. Well, that's um, good. I mean, that's yeah. typical Cam Newton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. The Bills, actually, Devin Singletary had 86 yards rushing today, which I I'm, don't know for sure when we go off a limb and say season high for him because they definitely do not ever run the ball, and if they do, it's usually through Josh Allen. Um, but huge get-right game for them, and the Bills got the Patriots next week. Um, so everything's still in front of, for them. Is that, a, is that game in Buffalo or is it in New England? I feel like it's in Buffalo. No, it's, it's in New England. England. Like, yeah, they – where they, they played a couple weeks ago in Buffalo. That's right. That was a game the wind they game. literally threw the ball three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that is it. That was that um, game. That'll be fun. 
That'd be fun. I don't know, man. It's just like the Bills. I still don't know if we know who they are. I mean, they had to have that game. Let's not get that, you know, confused. But, I mean, they got to start showing up against the, the teams that are good. Yes. Like, they beat That's the hell it. out of teams that are bad. But when they play good teams, they, it gets hairy. And they had to pull one out of their ass last week just to get close with the Bucks. They did. I mean, all, all the things. They just didn't lose to the Jags. Yep, 6-9, baby. Urban Myers premier win. That's a good team. All right, next game, uh, Cardinals-Lions. I saw PFT tweeted the fraud fraudinals. Okay, yeah. Um, exactly roll off the tongue, but yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I actually, before the game, we were making the picks. I had literally typed in Lions, and I was looking at all my pick final submission, and I was like, I'm reaching. I was like, I hate the Cardinals, and I'm, I'm really trying to reach here and like go against the grain. I knew how much I was going against y'all's picks. I was like, that's one I just need to change. That was the only one I changed after looking at it. Uh, well, wish I didn't. Lions absolutely smacked them. Uh, Cardinals look lost. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, like it was 14 nothing. I was texting you guys about this. It was 14 nothing. He doesn't kick a field goal when he's down like inside the five on fourth down. And then he's down 24 nothing. He kicks field goal. I don't know. They were they absolutely dominated the game. Give the Lions a credit. They've played really well the past few weeks. I mean, they've been playing gritty all season. They've really found some ways to win. They absolutely dominated the Cardinals every side of the ball. But the Cardinals are frauds. The Cardinals suck. The Cardinals are, I'm going to go out on them, not going to win the NFC West. Very disappointing. I mean, it's, hey, look, at, look at the Cardinals' next three games. Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. I mean, Ooh. they could potentially – they'll probably lose two out of three of those. I don't think they beat the Colts. I don't think they beat the Cowboys, and I could see them losing to the Seahawks, especially if they keep playing like this. And there's something to be said, okay? So DeAndre Hopkins is out of the lineup. And I know D-Hop hasn't had, you know, the typical, you know, wild DeAndre Hopkins season, yeah? But you take him off the field and you have Christian Kirk is now your number one. That's gonna, you know, expose some holes uh, mm-hmm. on that offense, and they only scored twelve are sure points. It's not, are you sure it's not Christian Kirk? Or are you sure it's not AJ Green? Well, either way, AJ Green's AJ a Green. show himself. I mean, the other night it seemed like it, it, it was. Well, the other day it seemed like it was. It was Christian Kirk. He had about ninety-four yards. But I mean, AJ Green is hit or miss. I mean, I think he's a good compliment guy, but at his this point in his career, I mean, I don't know if he can be a number one. But yeah, I mean there there are some issues out in the desert right now. There are some issues if they can't get this right now. You know they got to start playing now. And even even going back to my Cliff Kingsbury point, like even last week when they were playing the Rams <clears throat> on Monday night, and there was a situation where it was thirty to twenty, they had like five or six minutes left in the game. And they didn't. They decided to go for it, not kick a field goal. Then they got the stop. We're still down ten. Went down, kicked the field goal to make it thirty to twenty-three. After that, which I mean, I'm just saying, if you would have just kicked the field goal to begin with before then, got it. And they have. And it's not like they have a bad kicker. They got Matt Prater. Then they could have had more situations that game. Just going back to that. I yeah. Just wanted to point that out. But. Maybe that Rams game kind of knocks some wind out of themselves a little bit, and they're you know they're starting to get beat up a little bit. I think I think Cliff has a little bit of an ego issue. I think that's that's the, going forward inside the five, down fourteen, you know, that early in the game. I think that's a strictly ego call. You know, that's him saying, "Dude, we are the best team in the NFC. We're playing the Lions. Score a touchdown." You know what I mean? I feel like that's what it was, and that you can't do that in the NFL. I mean, yeah, it was. I think that's the third time in NFL history that the worst team in the conference is beating the best team in the conference. 
you know, that happened. And, you know, it's not something that happens, you know, pretty quite often. So I could you know, definitely see why. But you got to take you got to take your opponent seriously in the NFL. Everybody out there is, you know, world class athletes. And you do something like that, you make a couple dumb calls. You'll get beat by three scores at home to the worst team in the in football. Well, you know, their defense also let them down a good bit, too. I mean, we've been talking about the Cardinals' defense, maybe even more than the offense. And, I mean, they just didn't do much or nothing. I mean, they had some early opportunities, like y'all said, but they're just not – they don't look like the same unit that they looked mm-hmm. like maybe even two weeks ago. I totally agree. All right, Dolphins, Jets. Dolphins, Dolphins are one Six straight dubs. It's got a little troublesome here. Uh, two through uh, pick six late in the game. He actually had two interceptions this game. So the Jets were able to keep it close, cover the spread. But the Dolphins pulled out a big one, the Christian Wilkins TD that everybody's talking about. The Dolphins, are, I mean, how about it? I mean, seriously. Like, remember last year, the Dolphins finished 10 6 right out of the playoffs. Everybody kept talking about. You know, oh, they're they're right on the cusp, and then Tua gets his time, and they start out real slow. He gets hurt. Jacoby Brissett's playing some games. They're losing a lot of tight games. Throwback to uh, that Raiders game. I remember I bet on that they lost in overtime. The Falcons game, they lost some close. They lost a lot of close games. Now they've turned it around. They've won six straight, and they're right in the hunt. I mean, yeah, from one and six to seven and seven. I mean, holy shit, that is about as drastic of a turnaround that you can have in a season. And they're sitting right there. I mean, they have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. If they were in the NFC, they'd basically be a lock. But, you know, AFC is a little different mm-hmm. this year. From a betting standpoint, very scary early on. Uh, and then uh, the Dolphins just came back around. Tua having ho-hum days, uh, just like normal. Ten incompletions, 200 yards, two touchdowns, big whoop. Miles um, Gaskin sold for my fantasy team. That is a definite thing that happened in one of my leagues. Somehow dude, another dude, dude Johnson, on the team. over 100 yards on the ground. Where did that oh, happen? Man. And two tuds. Why? I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I know I get that Miles just came off the COVID list, but I mean, at least give me a heads up that you're not going to play him, Brian Flores. Jeez. Saw a stat today about Tua. Do you give show Tua some love right here? You know, he actually leads the NFL in completion percentage at mm. 69.9%. I mean, that's damn near 70% completion percentage. Yeah, that's crazy. I did see that, which is crazy considering, you know, he's above Brady. Rodgers, some of those. Yeah, it's nice. and I think he, I think he's third in the NFL in um, time from snap to throw. Like it's like three point like quickest. Yeah, it's like three. It's like barely over three seconds. I'm pretty sure. Like from snap to you know, ball getting out, which is nuts. And you think about how many plays in the NFL are decided by you know split seconds, just you know right on the hair. These are things like right now we see Tua isn't making crazy plays, and they're winning. Um, almost sort of in spite of him. It's not like he's playing bad. Don't don't get me, get me mistaken. But I also don't think that Tua's going out there and you know putting the team on his back and willing them to wins. You know what I mean? Not at all. But these things that they're we playing see very good Tua, complimentary football. Absolutely. These things that we see out of Tua, the high completion percentage, you know, getting the ball out of his hands real quick. These are things that really good players in the NFL, really good quarterbacks. These are stats that they have as well. So, you know, maybe this is something that Tua could be able to grow into. And in a couple of years, maybe even this year, probably not. Maybe next year, probably. You could see them do something if Tua can get to that level. The best thing about Tua this year, though, is you've just seen growth in terms of, like, playing smart football sometimes. Like, he, he didn't always do that. 
Mm-hmm. And now First he's kind of dumb picks he's thrown. Mm-hmm. And he's completing the ball at a higher rate. And I think it's just like what they did in Pittsburgh to Big Ben and what they're still doing now. Like they're masking how bad he is with let's get the ball out quick, let's be an RPO team, let's save him the trouble of trying to push the ball downfield and just let him basically bounce past everything all the way down to the 10 yard line. And then we'll go from there. Credit to the dolphins, man. You don't see many teams that have six losses. And then seven weeks later, they have seven losses. I mean, that's just not heard of. Do you, I don't know. Has that ever been done? Like has the team ever been five games under 500 and rallied back to eight? Yeah, they were one in seven. They've won six straight. They were one in seven. Nuts. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that's that is crazy. Their um win loss is just hilarious. It's just red, 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 and then it's in the middle. It just something clicked. Then they clicked for old blind Brian Flores' squad. I know. How about it? All right, Dolphins or not Dolphins? Uh, Cowboys, Giant. Um, Jake Fromm. Jake, good old Jake Fromm got in at the end of the game. Probably should have started. Mike Glennon threw three interceptions, didn't even get to 100 yards passing. I mean, some of his interceptions were just absolutely absurd. I was looking at the stats earlier because all the Pro Bowl votings are coming out and Trayvon Diggs, and he's getting all this love. And, you know, he's got 10 interceptions. You know, Trayvon Diggs, good, good, good corner, defense staying up, playing good. Dan Quinn's got those boys rolling, no doubt about it. But, I mean, when the balls are thrown right to you, like that one was, I think. I mean, the one that Trayvon Diggs had. We could have caught it. He's been a bit lucky this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he has. Honestly, astonishing. He leads Um, the NFL in interceptions and yards. Like, he leads the uh, NFL in yards given up. Really? Yeah. Like, these things, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, like, 10 picks, that's really good. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to try and, you know, bash him on that. But if you watch him play – it's not like he's the best cornerback in the NFL, and people are really starting to talk about him in that fashion. Like, yeah, it's good to have ball hawking abilities. That is something you want out of your corner. But if you're going to allow or allow a touchdown a game in like 120 yards, and then yeah, you get one pick there at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, thanks for the pick, but is it really worth it in the end? Yeah, he's giving up 900 yards. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So he's not really saying, a lockdown guy, but he's a ball. Big hawk, body. That's what you'd call him. Big body. Oh, yeah. Big body in the middle of the field. Um, but, the you know, Cowboys won this game on defense primarily. Uh, Pollard seems like he's just carrying the load the past, like, month and a half for the team. Yeah. And everybody keeps talking about Dak. He's, like, struggling. That's been a big thing in the news, like, Dak struggling. I mean, he's still only threw nine incompletions, 217 yards, one touchdown. I guess he's not really pushing the ball downfield as much. Um, the offense, obviously, is not scoring as much. Defense is really giving him – Everything they're really everything. I think they kicked. I think they only had two touchdowns in this game and kicked a few field goals actually and missed an extra point. But for the Giants, yeah, Daniel Jones. He today he was announced that he's on injury reserve. I Mike Glennon should not start. Jake Fromm went downfield. Was like got 82 yards on that final drive. I don't see why you not give him. I don't see why you not giving him the rest of the season. He made he me definitely sweat. Should. He definitely should because at the end of that game he looked good. He yeah. did. He started four for four. I mean, yeah, he ended two for 12, but, you know. Red zone got tight. Red zone got a little tight there. But, I mean, he made me sweat. He made me sweat there. I was like, oh, this is cool, but you're about to make me lose money. You know, you've already yeah. done that uh, plenty of times at Georgia. Please don't do it again. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I see why not Jake Fromm the rest of the way. I mean, shit. Uh, to play for. I mean, he may be better than Daniel Jones. I mean, there's only one way exactly. to come. Did you guys see the Holy videos crap. of him, like how he, like what he was wearing when? Who from? Yeah. No, I didn't. 
Uh, he's just everybody's making fun of him on the internet because he was wearing like his typical flannel with a little, yeah, f- the typical country boy flannel with the sleeveless little jacket above oh, and the man. khakis and boots and the old Yellowstone hat. Everybody was talking about. I was like, "Damn, you make all this money and you can't even get no, just no swaggy from." Just good old, oh good old country boy God, from Houston County. That's what he showed up to the game, dude. From what are you doing? Get a little bit of drip in your life, dog. Dude, my fantasy season is on ice right now. All right. Um, next game is the Steelers Titans. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Titans are up early in this game. Steelers came roaring back. Seems like that's what they always do in their wins. Steelers don't lose at home. I don't. I need to know the Steelers' record at home because I'll count it up real quick. Hold on. This is a big drive for the Browns right here. Oh, dude. <laughs> I am so warped up right now because of this shit. I went to, hold on. I said you're worked up? Yes, bro. Brady sold on my fantasy team last night, and Chubb needs five points to, before I lose. Steelers are 5 2 and 1 at home this year. But it, I, I, that was the main reason they're at home. They play good at home. Titans struggled. They turned the ball over, I think, three times. I think, yeah, three times in this game. Um, Titans are kind of fraudulent, too. They've been reeling very heavily four times. They turned the ball over four times in this game. TJ Watts now got the record for most sacks uh, by a Steeler. Did it in like 12 games. He really is the just throwback to when me and Jake said, what? Uh, TJ Watts, <laughs> yeah, not a top 10 player in the league. And, uh, oh, stop, 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 stop. No, no, no. No, 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 no. There we go. We got to stop. But, yeah, Steelers still alive. Titans reeling. Um, AFC North is up for grabs, especially if the Browns are losing tonight. Steelers hanging in there, which I knew they would. Steelers were not going to go away. Steelers are a total, mm-hmm. I guess, 8-7-1 team or 8-8-1 eight, eight team waiting to happen. No, yeah, I agree. You know, they found a way. You know, no matter what, they'll at least be in the, they'll be at least be in the game. You know, down no. Oh. No. What happened? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get him. Get him! I'm fine with that. I, I don't give a shit. I don't, over, over bust. Who cares? Nick Chubb didn't score a touchdown. There's a flag there. Damn, he was sitting in the fucking end zone wide himself. There's a flag. There's a flag. It's on the Raiders. Oh, my God. Damn, dude. We were holding this game so long. We were holding for this. Dude. Oh, my. How are we folding this deep? Dude, Chubb Damn came it. wide open on an angle route, and I, I cannot believe he didn't throw it to him. Dude, that we're the end straight. Of my season bro. right there. Yeah, we're, we're straight. Fine. We're fine. The the under is clearly still the play. Yeah. Sitting at twenty seven. The under is good. Raiders get the ball. Let's get down the field. Let's kick a field goal. Yeah, we just had minus one point win. Only minus one. We do. We gotta stay perfect, guys. <laughs> Man, I need the Raiders to engineer a drive right here, like a three Dude, and a half minute drive. I wouldn't Dude. mind to see Josh Jacobs get a touchdown. Yeah, no kidding. I need to check my fantasy team. Speaking of that. Damn it. All right. Steelers, Titans, though. We keep getting distracted, man. This is too big. That's what she said. I feel good about it. Jacob's got 10 points, whatever. What what game are we talking about? (laughs) Steelers, Titans. The Steelers, Titans, yeah. I didn't even watch this. All I know is Deontay Johnson sold for my fantasy team. That's really all I care about (laughs) at this point in the season. (laughs) We're getting right back into the fantasy. No offense. The Steelers, Najee Harris didn't do anything for me. They're sold. Uh, it's just, I, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, I don't know what to say about how they just keep pulling these things out, man. But they are not the team that needs to be in the playoffs right here. The Titans, also, they got some questions to answer, man, because, like, Tannehill is just not getting it done without Derrick Henry there. Nope. And, sure Julio's and, and out. Julio Jones, Julio Jones, it's sad to say. 
Julio Jones okay, will never be the Julio Jones Julio we remember him to be. On this season, year? Yeah, this 20? Year. 17. 25. Damn. Man, he doesn't have a touchdown. A no tutties. doesn't have a single that's touchdown. That's typical, though. That it is, but, man, everybody wanted to blame it on Matt Ryan. Like, I mean, look at him. Dude, I mean, it, it is sad, you know, because Julio will always be one of my favorite players. Yeah, always. You know, there's, those years he had in Atlanta – I mean, there ain't nothing, but dang, we ain't going to see nothing like that ever again, probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate it, uh, but I think we maybe did the right choice by letting him walk after last season. I think that was definitely the right decision considering the cap room, but really for like Tennessee, those big receivers are needed to not only catch the ball and be physical, but to block like in the run game. That's Back. where they're a big big contributor as they get when they get on the perimeter with running the ball they are dangerous because they got two monsters out there basically guys that could probably play o-line in college football um, are out there playing receiver and demolishing corners so you know they're missing that a little bit but they gotta they gotta have to uh answer the bell a little bit this week whenever they play uh san francisco see who gets more physical they will they will have to and i'll say right now just an early little pick I like the Niners pretty good. Me too. One. Okay. Uh, Texans, Jags. Yeah, maybe game. it wasn't Urban's fault. Maybe it wasn't Urban's fault. Maybe <laughs> he was on the one in the right because they looked really bad. They could not. They was. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me, Garrison. I don't know if you're looking at it. If you are, tell me what the third down conversion rate was for the Texans. 10 for 18. I mean, good, good God, God Almighty. <laughs> good God Almighty. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, 18 third downs in itself, that's a lot of third downs. And then you mm. let them get 10 of them. I mean, it seemed like – because I was, I was watching just flipping back and forth with the Jags. And, I mean, good look. It seemed like every time that they had the ball, it was third down. Davis Mills just couldn't get them off the field. Uh, Davis Mills, big day. Big day. Seems like mm-hmm. uh, they might keep them. I, th- I mean, I shit, why not? They will. I think they will. I mean, I don't think where they're going to be at in the draft class, there's going to be a quarterback good enough to be drafted that high. Like, Matt Corral's not that. Kenny Pickett's not that. They're not deserving of top five picks. They might as well roll with their guy. I mean, they, somehow Deshaun Watson is still there. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> somehow. I mean, God, I'm like, yeah. Maybe he plays he's, next he's, year. Uh, shout out James Robinson, 75 yeah. yards and a touchdown. He's out of jail. Yeah, yeah. But nothing much. Nothing much that game. Games really means absolutely nothing to anything. Nope. All right, and then let's talk about Falcons 49ers. Um, Has some hope there for a second. Russell yeah, Gage the had that awesome touchdown. Really awesome. I'm, I I'm think in Cordero the... Patterson scored. I really do. I think he's in. I don't. I don't understand how they call it a touchdown on the field, and then review it. Like there was not a clear like angle on that to say, oh yeah, he didn't score a touchdown. You know what I mean? They yeah. they fucked us. I think. I think that was a call from Roger Goodell. He was scared of what those black helmets were looking like down the stretch. And he's like, we got to get them out of here. Don't let them beat the Niners. We need the Niners in the playoffs, not the Falcons. That's what I think that was. What just happened? Derek Carr did the Derek Carr. No. God damn it. We lost. It's not over yet, but, I mean, the Browns are about to try and salt this thing away a little bit. But they still Dude. got all – I think they got two what timeouts. What the fuck? In the Man. And Hunter Renfro is the one that was ho- open right there. Dude, man, that hurts. That hurts He's big always, time. Dude, I knew they were going to do that too. They always try to throw that fucking deep ball late in the game. Everyone knows it's coming. But uh, the Falcons, typical, couldn't score in the red zone, couldn't really run the ball. I felt like we didn't go with Mike Davis enough. I know Cordero, you know, he's been doing, but I, it was obvious Mike Davis was working. Cordero wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Russell Gage had a lot of big plays, but I mean, at the end of the day, the 49ers had the talent gap was ginormous between us and them. Yeah, 
That and was definitely glaring. Debo, Jordan, everybody, everybody got it done. Channing knew what he was doing. Um, but I mean, it's not like the Falcons didn't have chances to be in that game. They had a million thing. opportunities, and I, I sent in the group message on Sunday. I, I don't whoever is calling those plays. If it's Arthur Smith, run the freaking ball, man! Why are y'all throwing the ball three straight times when you're inside the five yard line? I, I do not understand that. I hear you, Caleb. I hear you, but. There hasn't been anything that the Falcons have done this season to say, you know, let's run the ball, let's get it in there. I mean, early in the game, we had the first drive of the game. We went two straight plays on third and fourth and goal. We had to get one yard. We had to get one yard, and we weren't able to get it. That was us trying to run the ball. I mean, I I, I do understand because it is frustrating. It's really frustrating when you need to get one yard and we're lined up in five wide. You know, it's you right. know, man up and fucking run the ball down their throats and get a yard. Yeah, I felt that's not a ton to ask um, from a team. Or just but, QB sneak it. Or or quarterback sneak it. I mean, we saw it late in the game with like three minutes left. Matt Ryan finally decides – well, not Matt Ryan, but they finally decided to run the quarterback sneak, and it works. You know, I felt that's the like least utilized play in NFL nowadays. But one of the biggest takeaways of this game is, especially down the stretch, it just looked like the 49ers were just a hot knife through butter, like through this defense. We could not stop anything. They could throw the ball on us. They could run the ball on us. They could, hell, they probably could have thrown a halfback pass, you know, for a big game. We couldn't, we couldn't stop them. And every time we had the ball, it felt like every single yard was just so hard to get. You know, there was no easy yards. You know, we maybe we get a completion, we're tackled right after we catch it. Uh, there's no holes. You know, even if we do get a little bit of a hole, we're tackled. You know, anything past, you know, five yards downfield just felt like it was impossible. But now for the Falcons, is this a, okay, the season's over because we're in the NFC and it's crowded right there, or is it a let's keep and try and make a run at this thing because so we're really good on the road? So here's a good thing. Here's a good position with the Falcons. Going into Sunday, we were a game away from a top-five pick, but we were also a game away from making the playoffs. So right now, yeah, we, we lose. Top-five pick? Yes. We could, we could still pick at five. If we lost out? It, yes, if we lose out, which I don't really think we will. The Saints very well may beat us um, and we'll probably lose to the Bills. I think the only really winnable game we have left, we could beat the Saints, don't get me wrong, but if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd probably say the Bill. I mean the Saints. Um, but for I hope we beat the Lions on Sunday. If we, I do not want to lose the Lions. I do no, not want to. We, need to get, we need to get a win in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and this is our best chance. Did the Raiders get a stop? Yes, they did. All right. One last chance. One last chance. Yeah. The Falcons, that was the big win. I mean, technically, it still went out. Maybe something crazy happened, but the Saints win. And we'll talk about it in a minute. And that kind of hurt. It did. It hurt. hurt it hurt really bad. Uh, okay. Bengals, Broncos. Um, another stinker of a game. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Yeah. Um, I hate to see that. I hate to see it. Apparently, he's um, all right, though. Really? Yeah. yeah I, th- I think he got released from the hospital today or yesterday. Well, that's good. That's good. Is he going to be able to play? Like, no. Drew Locke's going to start this week. That okay, that's okay. That okay. I thought for a second you were saying like, oh, he's good. No, 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 no. Oh, shit. shoot, no. I didn't even um, see the hit, but I knew it was pretty devastating because it was like he got carted off and everything. So yeah, and just after you know a couple of years ago, him messing his leg up so bad. I mean, people like, and I remember the stories coming out of people throwing up at practice, looking at his leg, and people doubting if he'll ever be able to play football again. He's been able to make the comeback. 
I know me and Garrison before the season, we were both 100% on board for Drew Locke. I still probably would be because uh, the Broncos, where are they at right now? They're at uh, seven, and you know, seven, seven and seven. I mean, yeah, it's not terrible, but um, I feel like it does kind of limit your team a little bit. But, you know, beside the point, seeing him, seeing a guy like that who's been through all that, get carted off the field, it, I mean, you hate to see it. You know, anytime, but especially in this context, you know, it really you know, it's kind of hard to see. Uh, for the game, I mean, there was really it was pretty, you know, defensive minded. Not a lot going on. Um, Burrow had one big play to Tyler Boyd that was the only touchdown they had, and then the next drive, Broncos scored right back, and then it was nothing else for the rest of the game. Um, Bengals put themselves in a good position. They're out at the top of the AFC North, and if the Brown, if the Raiders can come back and win this, uh, they'll hold that spot steady. If the Browns win this game. Then uh, I think the Browns already got first place. So we're about a minute and a fifty away from figuring out what happens. Isn't that crazy though? Like that division is so out for grabs that if you lose your last and if you win your first, <laughs> hey, yeah, right. And we're in like week fourteen. It really is. Can y'all? Okay, there we go. Right. Another thing about the Broncos. I mean, they have their receivers are just nowhere. No, they're not. No. Cortland Sutton had a good year. Was it two years ago? Whenever he wasn't hurt, and I mean, it's just like. He, the main thing in the NFL that you need that I've seen so far, the difference maker with good receivers and average receivers is speed. And Cortland Sutton's not a, a burner. And Jerry Judy hasn't came on at all. So He hasn't. He really yeah. hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't um, came on not a single bit. Either him or K.J. Hamler. Like, yeah, you K.J. Hamler. Like going into say. the season this year with Drew Locke and those three receivers, I'd be like, okay, they would be all right. I mean, they'll be able to do something, but – those guys that were really good in college, Courtney Sutton came out to be a pretty decent pro compared to what he was in school. But like Judy, there was like no question he was going to be a dude. And he ends, I mean, it's looking like he may end up being the worst receiver out of that, well, apart from Henry Ruggs, from that Alabama cohort. I mean, Henry Ruggs kind of sold himself out on that one. Yeah. And if you'd asked me right now, like who had the better season before, as when Henry Ruggs. Uh, did the thing. I think he was still having the one of the better seasons. He was. Everybody. He was. He was. But you know, to add on to that point, Caleb, because I 100 percent agree with the receivers. It's you know, all of them seem like they're you know underperforming what they should be. I do think that has to come back to Teddy a little bit because he does not stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I mean, he's a not at all. Know, he's a you know keep it you know underneath the chains. You know, just keep the ball moving. So I mean, maybe with. With a guy like Drew Locke, who is, I mean, we have seen countless times, he is not afraid to stretch the ball. What just happened? Holding? It's like they don't want to win. Hey, this um, is a 10-second runoff? Should be. What do you mean holding? That's what my phone's telling me. Oh, my God. Are you yeah, they just called it holding. And then Zay Jones had it on, like, the 25-yard line. The, oh, oh what? No. Yeah, that's a hole, buddy. Is that a 10-second runoff? I don't th- – I. I don't think so. I think like false start is the ten second runoff. No, it's only how much, a, how much it's only time second runoff if you like get hurt. Thirty seconds. Okay, yeah, thirty. I've got thirty four seconds on mine. Well, I thought sometimes a penalty in the last two minutes, if you don't have a timeout, is a, is a ten second runoff unless you burn one. But they didn't move back either. They stayed at the fifth. I mean, maybe they get a chance here. I don't know. Well, they went back ten. I forgot it was second one. Yeah, I need the God. Twenty two seconds, boys. Twenty two seconds. That's a first down, though, right? He just got that first down. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, dude, I'm up by. They just I'm need, up I mean, do they just gotta give Carlson a little league. bit of room? They're at like the forty four. Yeah, dude. The the problem is they gotta get that Zay Jones play would have been huge. They need another one of those and just spike it and get up there and just kick it. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. Come on, the Raiders have done this a lot. Got it. Dude. Got it. Dang. Get up there. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. 
Get on the ball. Damn, you're Get like the ball. good. I'm just now seeing the play. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. Did they get it off? Yes. They still have three seconds left. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Here's the game. Dude, I'm going to win my fantasy matchup, too, because I'm up by four points. Let's go, baby. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to video us. I'm going to video us while we're potting if this goes good. Everybody be ready. Ha! Let's go, dude. Come on. We can't lose. We can't lose, bro. This game. Oh, it's going to end before 8.15. I can, get, I can get that last parlay in. Come on. Is it on TV timeout right now? You'll see. You'll see. Boom! 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 No, <laughs> they did. It, it didn't show it until after he drilled it. The 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 ref put his hands up and then they said they called a timeout. It, All right, right, so they get another go at it. You're a pro kicker. Dude, if we lose this, where where are you at right now, Garrison? Where do you see? I'm gonna save my reaction until yeah, you do still, it. I mean, he hasn't kicked it yet. If you've seen the, the kick, they're lining up to kick it. All right, ball is snapped on Two. my screen. All right, here we go. Field goal for the Raiders. For the win. Boom, 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 boom. Raiders minus one and the under. Mid pod. Mid pod. You know, if it's unanimous, if it's unanimous, we don't lose, baby. We don't We're lose. on a heater. We're Locked on a heater. Bears and the over. Let's get it. Nice. That's going to be awesome. Gotta, pod. Nice. <laughs> I got to send a message to Let's go. Let's go. Oh, what a good feeling. Okay, so yeah, all the units, all of the units on uh, on the Bears and the Everton. Let's go. Man, Let's that's go. huge. What a good night. Hit both Let's the bets. Go. I had one and, and a half. I won my fantasy league. Let's go. All right, hold on. I got to post the video real quick. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Thank God we won that. That would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, big all time. Right, but, what were we talking about? Bengals, Broncos. Yeah. All right. Uh, last 425 game, the Ravens-Packers. Shout out Tyler Huntley. Is he better than Lamar? He's the first. Hey. He, uh, he had two rushing and two passing touchdowns. Lamar has never done that. So There was a report that came out this week, actually. I think it was from Schefter that were talking about, like, Huntley's a free agent after this year, and people are going to be after him because he's played so well. Falcons should get him. Why not? I, I honestly don't see why the Ravens would let him walk unless he's going to command like a big backup salary because, I mean, there is not a quarterback I don't think that's out there available that can re- replicate Lamar as well as Huntley can in that offense. Yeah. yeah, I saw a stat. He had two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. Lamar hadn't even done that yet. Um, mm-hmm. But they obviously lost the game because uh, they went for it on two, which is the second time they've done that in the last three weeks. And neither of them have worked out. Thoughts on the decision? Oh, okay. I think it's the right decision. I think it's uh, the right yeah. decision. And they're, they're going to continue to play the style of football that they want to. It's just like L.A. Like, I don't have an issue with going for it all the time unless you're screwing my unders up and overs up. I mean, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. But just as from a football standpoint, if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. And the Ravens have always been a team that has been aggressive. And the main part that I like about it is – Harbaugh called a timeout, and this has happened in every situation they've done this in the last two years. He calls a timeout. 
he goes to his three guys on offense. It's usually the running back, which it was Freeman last night, Mark Andrews, and whoever the quarterback is. And he asked him, he said, y'all want to go for it? Do y'all want to take this overtime and be fine? And Mark Andrews said, let's go for it. See, it's tough. It's tough because this has happened. You know, it just happened, you know, and then this happens again. They they decide not to keep the extra point and send it to OT. That's where, you know, you start looking at the decision. You're like, man, that could be two wins versus two losses. But I think with a team like the Ravens, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Caleb. They're an aggressive team. Um, they're also a team that prides themselves on being able to get, you know, get three yards whenever they want to. So in that situation, I mean, I don't – and also, if you look at, like, the yards per play, I mean, the the fact that that was – they had the opportunity there at the end to win the game is kind of glaring because the Packers were the best team on the field uh, when they went in that game. They were, and the Ravens were able to find themselves in that situation. I don't hate the you know, decision, you know, go for it, get the win, and get out of there, or, you know, win the game, win or lose the game on your terms. Instead of kicking the extra point and watching Aaron Rodgers, you know, drive down and get a, get a late, really late field goal, or, you know, take it overtime, and then if Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, I mean, that's basically a death sentence. The only, the only thing I think about when I'm thinking about the decision to go for it is either way, you've got to turn the ball over to Aaron Rodgers with 42 seconds left. Yeah, we've seen and him he do knows how to get that. All he's got to do is get in the field goal range. Credit, Mason Crosby has not been his best this year. But, I mean, that's my only thing. He was, good, I, he was good enough to beat the 49ers. If y'all remember, the, what, one of the best games of yeah, the entire year was yeah. the Packers 49ers week one, and Aaron Rodgers had, like, with 35 seconds and no timeouts, and he still managed to get it off. I mean, he made like a, a crazy throw on third down down there to end up get him in field goal position. But, you know, I, I think it's just going back to the Ravens want to assert themselves and not play for the tie. They want to play to get themselves in position. And, you know, those decisions are going to come back in um, big fashion whenever this season's all settled out. I mean, you know, a game or two and then AFC North, one game alone. And we just saw uh, one game alone can send you from the top of the standings to the bottom that quickly. And, you know, they're going to have to make do with what they got at this point. I, but I hope they keep doing that. They obviously miss Lamar a little bit, I think, because, I mean, it, you know, Tyler Huntley did what he did, and he did play pretty good. But you just like – you. I, first of all, can we talk about the play call down there, this sprint out pass, we're going to split the field yeah, in half yeah. with this guy that's yeah. been a dangerous field runner in, all game. Split the, really split the field in like a third. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it either. But, yeah, that is the thing. I, I don't mind the decision, but the call definitely could have been better. The call could have been better. But, I mean, I guess they wanted to find some way to guru it up to Andrews. I think they could have done a better job of that, but, you know, I'm not I mean, I, they were complain. running the ball. I mean, they were really getting their scores off of Huntley's feet. I would have kept it where he had anywhere to run if he wanted it. But Yeah, yeah. That's just me. But Aaron Rodgers now has uh, – he's tied with Favre for the most touchdowns in Packers history. Definitely probably break that on Christmas Day against the Browns. So. Yeah, um, and I would say, too, if we were talking MVP race this year – I mean, I don't know how y'all feel, but I feel like it's Brady and Rodgers and nobody else is really that close. Maybe Jonathan yeah. Taylor would be the only other name I'd throw in there. I can see JT, um, I, but, you know, that's just so always a quarterback award. It is. It is. And I, I would argue that, I mean, it'd be tough. We're going to see how the, shake, the season shakes out. But I, 
to me, I thought Brady was number one, most di- undoubtedly number one. But I think after this week and that showing that they put on, um, Aaron Rodgers might end up winning a back-to-back MVP right here. Here's Let's not my count thing. out Cooper Cup either. By the way, I forgot that name. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know. I would. He's not going to win it. But he's here's my thing the about the end. about the Brady Rodgers debate right now. Tom Brady has 600 more yards and six more touchdowns on the season. If the I truly think if the roles are reversed and Aaron Rodgers had 600 more yards and six touchdowns, I don't think it's a debate right now. Oh no, I think it's not. Everybody has already decided to like it's. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers back to back. Which well, here's I mean, my here's my debate. Let's talk about the next game. Brady got shut out last night. Did for Absolute. the first time ever. Like since that that I've since Nick one Saban back in '06 did it to him. Yeah, it, well, it's also the first time that a number one scoring offense in the league has been shut out since they started keeping track of that shit back in the '70s. Yeah, and terrible game to have Rob Gronkowski first touchdown. It's not like Brady was off. He had some really good passes in this game that were just totally dropped a lot by Gronk, especially. Um, he had that fumble and late the running in the game. back. They had a, a Redman, I think, was the running yeah. back that came in to spell Fournette, and he kept on screwing up. Like he yeah. he dropped like two passes out of the backfield, which was really all of t- Tampa's passing game the other night. I mean, it was just a series of unfortunate events for the Bucks, and now came out today. Chris Godwin's done for the year. Yep, uh, Mike is. Evans is banged up. Leonard Fournette's probably not going to be back until the playoffs, and I imagine that you know the Bucks have pretty much. I hate to say it, but I think they've milled away their chance at getting a number one seed. I don't. They're not going to get that first round by. They're going to have to go get somebody to come to their place and and beat them first round. Um, and if you're asking me, I would prioritize health and rest over anything else because those Bucks in the playoffs, just a little bit more about them than what it is in the regular season. You can say what you want to, but we've seen it. Mm. And uh, they we were are talking- going to be able to. Sorry, Garrison. They are going to be able to add Antonio Brown. So I mean that that's yeah, going to be big. The last couple of years, yeah, you lose Chris Godwin, and which Chris Godwin last week. I mean. I can't think of the stats off the top of my head. It was an absolutely ridiculous game. I want to say, did he have 19 catches? No. Dude, the last, the last two games. Targets. In the last two games, he's had 40 targets before the last night. I mean, that's, targets. that's insane. That is yeah, insane. Yeah, and I think he's, he had like 350 yards over those two games and like three touchdowns. And then last night, it, he, he went out like mid-second quarter, and he already had like seven receptions for like 60 yards by then. I mean, he was without a doubt the only guy they were throwing to that offense looks a little bit different now, and we asked last week where Scotty Miller was. Well, he's here now. He's going to be playing. It has to be. No choice. Yeah, and just for the Saints, you say we might lose Saints. I'm, I'm not really intimidated by the Saints in that game, really. I think it's – I mean, look, they didn't they didn't score a touchdown either. They just got in a situation to get a few, a few field goals. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that's, a, that's definitely a fair point. I mean, they weren't able to get into the end zone either. They, but I mean, they weren't – I feel like the main was, story – the main story is – that defense didn't let Tom get a point. You know, I mean, we can talk about, yeah, I mean, Tampa's defense did look good. I mean, they were able to hold three field goals. But it's just well, – yeah, that, that, might, that might just be Tom Brady's kryptonite is the Saints in the regular season. I mean, he hasn't beat them yet. Well, there's a certain style of play that the Saints play on defense that I think gives Tom trouble. For one, they rush the pass really well with just four rushers, which is – I mean, if you've been watching Tom Brady as long as I have, you know that is his kryptonite. When he gets a team that collapses the pocket on him too quick and he starts getting hit, he gets really damn frustrated because he's so big on himself. And last night, you know, he got beat around, but the Bucks still have their chances. 
At the very end of the game, Brady's trying to make a play because nobody else on that damn team will. And he ends up trying to scramble, which before the game, I heard some analysts talk about there's no way Brady runs this game because he got dinged up a little bit. Well, here he goes. He's on the move. He gets stripped. All right. And then I think the play before that, he had Gronk on a wheel at the sideline. Gronk did look for the ball quick enough, and it went right through his hands. He would have been within the five-yard line. So, I mean, just those little bitty things is what cost Tampa the game. And they – they're just like everybody else in the NFL. They're trying to be aggressive on fourth down and had stuff to them. But, I mean, they just got beat. I was about to say, oh, there was a pass to Scotty Miller in this game. It was intercepted. It was. <laughs> and, he caught uh, one of them. Oh, nice. Well, I was just looking at the highlight where Gardner Johnson picked it off going to Scotty Miller. Gardner Johnson all up in uh, Brady's face, too. So that was pretty funny. And also there was a play where Tom Brady ran all the way over to the Saints sideline. Yeah, he and- hates them. He hates him, and apparently he told – was that that play? I think it was the interception. Yeah, he told one of the assistant coaches to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> go. Dude, man, I saw this TikTok last week. I think I sent it to y'all where it's like Brady's been on his Florida man shit since he got yeah. to Tampa, and it's because he's like always like that. And he, <laughs> he had it a couple times last night too. Like if somebody was like standing over him, he'd like buck out and like trying to go after him. I love it. <laughs> Um, Look, I, let, let's just go ahead and say this. I don't expect that to happen to the Bucks the rest of the year because they're going to go get into meetings this week, and it's going to be humble pie for them, just like what happened in New England where Belichick's always talking about humble pie, that's owned by that. Arians are going to rip them a new one on Monday and just tell them, hey, who are you guys? What kind of team are you going to be? Yeah, they're playing the Panthers next week, too, so definitely taking that minus 11 spread. I'm going to get that out there. I mean, um, isn't that nuts that the, that the Bucks the spread in this game was more than the points scored? I took the same. the last time that happened. I can't uh, think of a single time it's ever happened. <laughs> that is the NFL Sunday. Let's talk about a little bit. There's some more quarterback transfer portal stuff going on ever since the last time we talked. Um, I think the last time last week we talked, I think Spencer Rattler had been to South Carolina by then. Things like that. Um, but Bo Nix on his way to Oregon to go follow Dan Lanning, lose to Georgia week one next year. Yep. But what a move. I did not see that one coming. I did not see that coming in a million years, but I kind of love it. You could have seen it. If you, if you knew, I, I didn't know this at all, but the guy that recruited Bo Nix to Auburn, he was his quarterback coach or OC when he was a freshman. Um, he's in Oregon. He's the OC at Oregon now, too. He just took the job. Um, Kirk Cousins just got rocked. But anyways, he took the job, so I think he's following up there. And I find it to be funny that Bo Nix's first game in college football was against Oregon, and he had that crazy play, and now he's transferring up there to play for them this go-round. Yeah. Wow. Was that, was that, that his first game? Or f- that was I, don't think, first I think it was. I think it was, It was yeah. his first was game. His yeah, first you're right. Game. It was. How about that? Yeah, um, and I love how we get, still get the opportunity to beat Bo Nix. Yeah. So this and is just a li- this mm-hmm. is just a list of the quarterback transfers so far. Here's a few that may, you guys might not even know about. Uh, so obviously Quinn Ewers, Ohio State to Texas, uh, Bo Nix, Dylan Gabriel, UCF to UCLA, Spencer Rattler, Adrian Martinez, the Nebraska quarterback. Y'all know no, he's he trans- still undecided though, right? Nope. I've got a I've got where he's going right here. Can we get a guess? Big Twelve. Um, who? Wisconsin. Iowa State. Wisconsin Big, 12, Big Ten. Uh, fuck God, I'm sorry. Uh, give me one more. Uh, Oklahoma State. Kansas State. Adrian Martinez heading to Kansas State. Charlie Brewer Dude. from Utah is heading to Liberty to be with. Uh, what? What? Mm-hmm. 
Michael Penix Wait, so he's Jr. Still playing? Oh, yeah. Penix. Penix is transferred. Penix is going to Washington. Oh, and Michael Penix. The Baylor quarterback is going to UAB, and then obviously Max Johnson from LSU is going to Texas A&M. Which, by the way, that one's just that one's crazy because the last play he had for LSU was a game-winning touchdown against A&M, and now he's going to A&M. Has um, Calcara? Has he said where he's going yet? No. How about that, man? It's not even feel right watching Nebraska not having a Martinez. Yeah. I can't believe that they didn't. He didn't go somewhere bigger because he actually had a really good year for Nebraska this year. Yeah, he's a big runner. QB transfer is heating up. All right, let's talk about uh, the Jake Paul fight real quick. Well, let's talk about the whole night in general. Uh, well, really just the other fight that was kind of interesting. Darren Williams versus Frank Gore. I don't know if you guys yeah, watched any of that. Gore. I did. Darren Williams. Shout out D-Will. He tore his ass up. He did. Frank Gore looked <laughs> did. lost. It's Frank Gore sad. Gave me, he did. Gave me a meme pretty quick that night. Him out of the ring? Yeah, he did. He did absolutely shove him out of the point. Just straight up pushed him. Which I but the thing is I I don't know I don't know what the odds were going into that fight but I would assume Gore was favored I don't know actually um, can somebody look that up look at the odds going into that fight I think he was favored okay uh, Darren Williams time, Darren Williams was minus one forty five Frank Gore was plus one fifteen okay so it wasn't I would have hammered Frank Gore yeah would have got that completely that is wrong. crazy but it, it was it was so fun to watch though it really was and Darren Williams said after I'm not boxing anymore. Frank Gore, maybe. It, and it was crazy. The interview after, too, uh, the, they were sitting there like side by side. And Frank Gore was like, yeah, he pushed me. I'm yeah, sorry. that was it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bad look for football players anywhere. You know, yeah. That's, uh, that's tough. Really? Because you know? yeah, football players and basketball like players, like there's, always, to... there's always this, like, alpha male, like, competition between football and basketball. You know, like, which one? You know what I'm saying? And uh, the odds have shifted. Um. And then yeah. Jake Paul, how about him? Jake Paul knocked that ass out, bro. Knocked him out. I'm ready. I'm ready to give Jake Paul's roses. I'm ready. You know he's. You're kidding me. I am. I, I am. am. I, I I I think he actually looked really fucking solid. Like I, he, I mean that is a devastating blow that he delivered to Tyron Woodley. It, and it did. It was. It was. But and, he still hadn't faced anybody like really like staunch competition in my book. Like Woodley's like four or five years gone past his prime. Uh, ben Askrew was a grappler. Never. To, to be fair, he hook. was supposed to fight Tyson Fury's brother, who is a real boxer. Um, he would have Tommy kicked Fury. Tommy Fury's back, ass too. I think he he backed out like two weeks ago. That's why the whole Woodley fight even came about. But even walking in. Like Woodley looked a little more determined, a little more focused, and it, it was honestly like it was crazy too because uh, watching it live, the live odds kept popping up, and it seemed like a pretty even fight the whole way until the knockout. And the live odds were like Jake Paul minus like six hundred the whole time, and everybody was tweeting about like why is how is he minus six hundred? Like this seems so even. Blah 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 blah. Three seconds later, out. Damn. And the move to give him credit for the move because he goes like he's about to punch the jab. Woodley goes to cover his stomach and then, boom, knocked out. wasn't even trying to hit your stomach, big guy. wasn't even going. Yeah, for he it. set it up. He set it up all night. He set it up all night. There was a little like movie did, and he'd always follow it up with the jab to the stomach, and then he changed it up, boom, right to the fucking ear. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, knocked out. Woodley was definitely shook. Definitely did not think he was about to get knocked out. I, I he so he called out Nate Diaz and Masvidal after the fight. Mm-hmm. 
No did you see the That's what I want to see. I want to see him fight Nate Diaz. Did you see Le'Veon Bell call Jake Paul out? I did, and I <laughs> yeah, know, like he's like, yeah, fight somebody who knows how to box. Money, like Le'Veon Bell needs some money, doesn't he? he? Does. Yeah, everybody's grabbing at the cash. That's what this is. Um, I want to see him fight Masvidal because I think Masvidal will literally knock him out of the ring. But Masvidal came out with a video Maybe. and responded, said he would only do it. Uh, well, he said he only does he fights for two reasons: to make money and to fight the best in the world. He said Jake Paul is. Uh, neither of those. He said if Jake Paul wants to get in the UFC ring, he'll do it, but he will not get in the boxing ring. There's no shot Jake Paul does, does UFC yeah. either. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of... He, he said he would get into like a... Oh, shit. Why am I drawing a blank? Dude, he's like the best UFC fighter. Just retired. Russian dude. What's his name? Oh, Khabib. Khabib. He said that he was going to get Khabib's camp to train him to do a UFC fight if he wanted to do some MMA. So... Maybe. I don't know. Jake Paul's comments about how he's like slurring his speech and can't remember stuff already, though, that's a little scary. Like, I don't think I want to see him in the ring. Yeah, anymore. dude, his head, he had that cut on his head. That cut was crazy, too, when he got elbowed. Yeah, exactly. Crazy I don't fight, know. though. I feel like, okay, he's had five fights. Okay, one was against a YouTuber, two were against uh, Tyron Woodley, who, like you said, was five years out of his prime. The other one was against. Um, Nate Robinson. Uh, uh, Askren. And then the yeah. other one against Nate Robinson. Like, dude, if you have CTE after fighting those five guys, and, yeah, you're the one delivering the knockout punch, I mean, yeah, that is – it might be something to do – I don't know. I, I can just – like, I'm not you know, one to rush the judgment. But when I look at Jake Paul, um, he kind of looks like someone who does, like, hard drugs. So, you know, maybe that is what is contributing, maybe. But that, right. and, and also on top of that, so I just named off those five. Like, yeah, like one is a basketball player, and you know, whatever. I'm not going to do that again. He's yet to fight an actual boxer. Um, Tyron mm-hmm. Woodley was a USC fighter, and so and was he had, And he hadn't. And Tyron Woodley, you guys said he's way out of train. He had lost his last like five USC fights too. Like he was way out. Yeah, yeah. So he's he has not fought a boxer too. yet. He hasn't fought a boxer. But at the same time, Jake Paul delivers. There's a lot of attention wherever he goes and he can legitimately, I think generate the biggest purse in professional fighting right now, whether it be boxing or UFC, like he really might be able to, because how many pay-per-views like sales will have, how many, you know, he will sell out wherever you decide to have the fight. It will sell out. And there's, there's a tension that comes with it. Yeah. And, I was literally illegally streaming it. My dad told me to buy it. Wow. Cause he wanted to watch it. It's crazy. Uh, and clutch. Big clutch. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Garrison, buy it. How much was it? How much was it? 60. <laughs> God almighty. $60 for Jake Paul fight. I mean, think Dude, about that. Like, five and Jake Paul are just wearing people's pockets out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And right. Think about this. When Jake and Logan fight, that's going to do numbers. Dude, that would be massive. <laughs> that would be massive. I think Logan's done. What if they just? What if they, I think uh, they do that they fight. Just, like decide to do a fight, and they they were just like, nah, we're hugging out. They're just hugging middle middle of the ring after everybody paid all that money for it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be dope. They played rock paper scissors, and whoever wins, they just like stand there and get knocked out. Signing day? Did we cover signing day, Garrison? Did we ever talk about that? We never did. No, we did not. Sunday did it. happen. It happened. A and M number one, Bama two, Georgia three, Florida all the way down to the bottom of the SEC. Yeah, how do you let Vanderbilt out recruit you? And the answer is Dan Mullen doesn't care about us. But 
Billy Napier did flip a five-star safety from Georgia, so we're already off to a better start than what I thought we'd be. He probably wasn't good anyway. Yeah, probably a bum. If the dogs don't want him. He may just be another C.J. Henderson, though. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, I bet, like, I mean, I guess, like, the biggest story coming out of, of uh, signing day was uh, Dion flipping the number one player in the country out of Florida State, which I think is just awesome, just icing on top of the cake, you know, like, huge for Dion. Because yeah, he um, wanted to be the coach there. Yeah, the, and then he takes yeah, the it from his extension. alma mater. Now, think about that if, like, David Pollock, you know, his first thing comes on, like, <laughs> if he starts coaching a team and he starts taking recruits from Georgia, I mean, how bad that would hurt, you know, like, damn, yeah. dude, like. We're supposed yeah. to be your boys. But can we can we really say that he flipped them though? Because I think the money flipped them. And if y'all want to so, talk about that, we can. I don't okay. think that money shit was real though. Like I don't think it was either. There's nothing has actually come out to support that. Like yeah, and Dion, and Dion it's went legal. On. It's legal right now. Like if yeah, they want, Dion they came out. Oh, yeah, it's one thousand. But plus, legal. also, if Dion was going to give the guy one point five million, if that was going to happen. You don't think Florida State could have been like, oh, we'll give you. Five million. Two million. Dude, fuck it. Why not? And he also one thing to think about. If you think of it from um what's his name? What's the guy's name? Travis Hunter. If you think of it from Travis Hunter, which he is crazy. He had a catch the other night. You can saw that. It's ridiculous. Um he's a great fucking ball player, there's no doubt about that. He's also the best cornerback in the country. Would you not mm-hmm. want to go and play for one of the greatest cornerbacks in history of ever? I think you know? I mean, that is a draw. Why did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're a quarterback, would you not want to go play for Tom Brady's team? Or go, if you're a corner, why wouldn't you want to go play for Dion? I mean, you can literally every every single day for three to four years, you can learn about his experiences, you know, his methods, his techniques while – if you like, typically, if I don't. I mean, some things do change, but if you are a number one, number two overall player in high school football, you're one of the best players coming out. It really doesn't matter what happens in that three years. You're going to get a chance in the pros. You're going to get a chance just because, unless <laughs> you, you should. unless you stink it up horribly or like you kill somebody, you're going to get you're going to get a shot. You're going to actually you're going to legitimately. That was the wrong word choice. You're gonna at least be on NFL roster um, and have a chance. So yeah, yeah. And I I talked to a guy. I know a guy that's at College Hill. He coaches up there, and he's a he's a secondary coach. And he said that he's coached a lot of NFL guys in his day. And he said Travis Hunter is without a doubt the best player he's ever coached. Just not even in terms of athletically, like he's a freak. But he also has a good head on his shoulders. I th- I agree with you. I think he's gonna be a stud for years and years to come, no matter what level he's going to play at. But you got to think at, at least a little bit, like obviously prime probably played to mama a little bit. Right. And it's cool to go back to HBCU and improve that history and heritage. But NIL has got to have, there's something to be said for NIL. And I, y'all are saying there's not been nothing substantiated about how much they paid him, but I heard it was a million and a half in a reality TV show for his, him and his family. So, I, you know, whatever it is good for him. And I like seeing stuff like this because it upends the way recruiting has been done. Literally, like, the next day after that, Billy Napier at Florida came out with a – he wrote a letter to the fans saying what our NIL strategy is going to be. And Florida actually hired some woman away from UGA that is all about recruiting, and she's all about NIL also. So, you know, maybe it opens it up – open up the doors for smaller guys to get uh, the big big dudes. 
Mm-hmm. And people, mm-hmm. you know, there was, you know, that was the big talk the next day. Was like, is the NIL good? Is it bad? And you know, all the boomers were. I think it is too. All the boomers were saying like, "Oh, this is terrible. It's going to ruin college football." And I, I was on the phone with my dad, and I love my dad, but he does have some boomer, you know, traits about him. And he was going off about it. He was like, "You know, it's bullshit." You know, uh, barstool sports just uh, changed college football. You know, like. We can't let that happen. I was like, look, dude, this is the United States of America. We are a capitalist society. If 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 Travis Hunter has the means to create one and a half million dollars and somebody wants to give it to him, it is it, it, I don't I, I think it, it goes right. against I think it goes against everything in this country for him not to be able to get that money. And I, I I know I probably sound ridiculous right now, but I mean I mean it and I think it's true. Like if uh, in any in any other in any right. other situation mm-hmm. any other situation if he's as good at if you are as good as he is at what you do you're going to get compensated so i do not see a reason why if he has the value of one and a half million dollars if that is his price tag he should be able to get one and a half million dollars one thousand percent and you know even if like Maybe Florida State could have given him that much money off the rip. And, you know, if you think that college football hasn't been giving these players all this money all these years, you're probably under a rock. But you're talking about a guy that is going to transcend football at that level. Jackson State, you know, had a disappointing bowl game loss already. Kind of ruined my bowl sheet. But even still, they're doing great things compared to what they did previously. And now he's going to have the chance to not only make what he made already. I mean – you think every black donor booster in America is not going to be coming after him? Hey, say, hey, support my business or, hey, do this, hey, do that. He's going to be in the face of a trend and something that's going to transcend college football forever. We're always going to remember him for that. And mm-hmm. now, just like you said, Jay, it's not about who you are. Like, you're not just Alabama. You're not just Michigan, Georgia. You are about what you can do for me as an athlete, not what I can do for you anymore. And I think that's the shift that everybody's been wanting anyways, especially if you're a player. Yeah, I mean, the shift has absolutely gone from school to player, you know, in terms of importance. Bears are getting um, the well, bears, bears are knocking on the door right here, but it's not looking good. All right. Uh, yeah, the ballgame tomorrow, Kent State, Wyoming, UTSA, San Diego State. UTSA, San Diego State. It's going to be a good one. Um all right, last thing before we wrap up, we're going to start a new segment. We're going to do the draft segment. Um, we're going to each go week's category, Christmas movies. We're in the spirit. This weekend is Christmas. Mm. Um, how do we How do we want to determine the order? Uh, let's do it by our record this year. Betting records. In overall or like? <laughs> both college and NFL. Don't get ahead of yourself, Jake. I feel like I'd. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, Caleb's going to, be, going to be the first pick. I know that. Yeah, because you have winning unit, records in both. How many units down are you in football in a NFL Garrison? Um, I was twelve or no, now ten. Yeah, so I'm probably mm. last. Okay, I'll All take right. I'll take the third. I'll take. All the right, turn. Caleb, me, Jake. All right, Caleb, you get first pick. Right. It's snake draft talks. Uh, die hard number one. <laughs> oh, I love the pick. I love the nice. pick. I love it. All right, I'm going with the classic elf. Mm. Mm. Elf. Elf has always been a, a staple in my home. It's played about 30 times each Christmas season. Um, we got to run with it. Mm. Will Ferrell, love my guy. Uh, so I do like this pick um, that gathered to me. Y'all's, that was my top two um, <laughs> with those two. But 
I'm going to go with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm. If you haven't Let's seen go. it, it's probably the funniest <laughs> so movie funny. of all time. It's so, it's so, so it's so funny. funny. Um, and for number one, I don't know if y'all have ever seen this movie. I could go in one direction, but I'm going to go, I'm not. I'm going to go, I'm going to pander for the fans. I'm going to go A Christmas Story with my second pick. Nice. That's another one. That's, cool. that's the, uh, that was going to be the one I was thinking was got to go next. Oh, uh, that was uh that's the all day thing on some channel. Really? So like, literally all day. You yeah, shot my Christmas. eye out. Hey, I so mean, how many of these are we picking right here? Three. 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 So that's two right. for Jake. Uh my next one's gonna be Home Alone. Good pick. Mm. Home Alone. Great pick. Kevin. Um I'm gonna go with the Polar Express right here. Oh whoa. so close. What what <laughs> a what a unbelievable movie, honestly. Just all around great. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. All right, what's your last pick, Caleb? Gotta think about this one right here. Hold that. Let me think. Gotta think a little bit. Um, I think Home Alone Two was almost as good as Home Alone One. <laughs> Maybe. Let me make sure I'm good. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Hmm. We're gonna have to do some honorable mentions after this one, but uh, yeah, there's so many. I'm good. gonna go. I'm gonna go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, damn it! Oh, no. Damn it! No. <laughs> Oh, I thought Jim I Carrey had it. playing the Grinch. Oh, that was unbelievable. What a movie. Oh, I thought I had it. What a yeah, movie. that was mine too. <laughs> Man, what a turn right there. You were able to get Polar Express and Grinch. That's <laughs> what a movie. And That's my heart. Good. Grinch, I thought I had the Grinch sitting right there. Probably should right. fucking. I didn't Probably pick Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, though, Garrison. I took I took Justin Jefferson right there. Yeah. Y'all just gonna let Home Alone two just sit there? That was a good. I'm not taking. I'm not. I, mean, I already said Home Alone. I'm not gonna go back to back. All right, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm. Okay. okay. Classic. 1964. We all love that little animated movie. I remember watching it as a kid. Classic. I might watch it again this year. Just you know, I've got a little niece. I might turn it on with her. That's, all right, Jake, you got to get this last pick. pick right. You got there's there's one selection out there that's just got to be selected. I think. I don't know. I'll, good luck, buddy. There's there is oh, that the Bears pick. didn't even score. No, they didn't. Hey, look, I'm well, gonna play off of my personal favorite. Okay, like I'm gonna play off my personal favorite, and one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is Christmas with the Cranks. It is so funny from start mm. to finish. It's criminally underrated. Um, you know, I, look, I like I like you know feel good Christmas movies, but at the end of the day, if I'm watching a Christmas movie, I love to laugh. You know, because laughing is the best. Yeah. You're sitting around with your family, the fire's going, you're watching the movie, you're all just laughing, and that is what a Christmas story, Christmas vacation, and um, Christmas with the cranks. And Christmas with the cranks. That's what that's what it gives. That's what it gives me. I've got Christmas in all three of my titles. I mean, it doesn't get much more Christ- Christmas than that. And that's it. That's episode 53. We're going to put the poll out and see who won the draft. Everybody make sure to tell and fade the picks at your own risk. We'll have NFL picks later this week for this Christmas weekend. Any last words? Well, Caleb, uh, what was what was your pick? What What is the obvious one that I should have taken? Um, I was going to say Gremlins. Gremlins has not been picked. That is technically a Christmas movie. You guys like that? Or, or. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Also Nightmare Before Christmas. A, a Christmas. a Christmas. I kept Carol. trying to think of like some comedy Christmas ones. Christmas Carol. The Nutcracker. Like, the, both Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa like, Claus movies. Yeah. I thought about those two with Vince Vaughn or no with uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. Uh, What's the Charlie, one with Vince Charlie Vaughn? Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Oh, also, how about this? Friday After Next. 
the second Friday. Yeah. You guys ever seen the night before? The night before, yeah, with Seth Rogen. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, but oh, is that shit. really like a movie? Is this like forty minutes? Like you gotta be over an hour to be a movie. Come on. Well, I mean, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is like forty-five minutes. Is it? Yeah, I, I guess. think so. I mean, it's not like it's like a it's not like it's like a two-hour long like big build-up like three acts. Yeah, it's not. It's not no Spider-Man. You're right. It ain't Spider-Man, which also, if you're going to give me a second to talk about it, Spider-Man was the best movie of all time. If you have not seen it, I mean, dude, it's been out for like half a week now. Get the fuck to the goddamn movie theaters. Go to an AMC so my stock price goes up. Um, but it is an, it's incredible. It holds up to every single bit of hype. Charlie all Brown right. is uh, pissed off right now at us. Just saying. He's got to be pissed. <laughs> Has to be. He does not get picked in the top nine movies ever. Yeah, did y'all ever see uh, Miracle on 34th Street when y'all were young? Maybe. Doesn't sound familiar. all loved that one. It was played <laughs> a lot. All right. Deep Shot Podcast, episode 53. Signing out.